0: Hello, I'm Clarissa Medina from dreambookproject.com. I'm the official interviewer for Freedom Summit Global. We are getting to know the wonderful international and local speakers for Freedom Summit Global. These speakers are gathering to show us how to live a life of total freedom where we are not shackled by time, money, or location. Right now, we are joined by a very special guest, a growth marketing expert. He runs advanced marketing strategies for large companies, brands, and personalities. He resides in island resorts, beautiful beach villas, and sky-rise hotels. Uh, The very definition of a true digital nomad, he wants to spread the message Of this new way of living. I introduce to you the amazing Tom James. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Tom. Thank you for granting this interview for Freedom Summit Global. Thank you. All right. Well, the summit is all about freedom. What does freedom mean to you personally?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I think a lot of people get a bit confused when they hear the word freedom or think about it because um, I think a lot of people imagine being free as basically having unlimited money, unlimited time, they can do what they want. But in reality, that's it's, it. it doesn't usually happen for most people. So mm-hmm. I think the first step when thinking about what freedom would mean to someone is like defining what you actually want to do with your life. And that can be different, so different for so many different people. So for me personally, I wanted, I wanted to be able to keep traveling because uh, that's what I love and seeing new people in new places. And so what freedom would, be, would mean for me is to have something to support what I want to do, which is traveling, right? Uh, if someone has, you know, bigger aspirations, maybe they, uh, to achieve freedom, they've got to do something completely different to what I'm doing. So I think the first stage is just to define exactly what you want to do with your life. And then freedom is when you have the means by which you can do that, right? So a big part of that is money. It's earning enough money to be able to support what you want to do. Another big part of that is more on the time side or more like um, how you spend your time. So um, I don't think you're truly free if you have got to work for the majority of the year to achieve the freedom you want for one month, for example. So that's why um, I've, what I've been able to do is um, every day I feel like I'm free because the way I make money, the way I've, uh, my career has developed, Uh, allows me to live that freedom every day, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's another thing to think about. Um, So yeah, but it's different for everyone and it starts with defining what you actually want to do with your life. I
0: see. So you're saying it's um, personal? People have different personal definitions of freedom?
1: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I think that um, people don't always know what they want to do. And I guess that's fine. Um, But if you don't know what you want to do, then you can't work towards it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're living this freedom right now, right?
1: Um, I guess. Pretty much? Uh, pretty much. More than I thought I would be able to do at this stage of my life, anyway. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that means um, for most people, um, that means you are living a successful life. And what advice do you have for people who want to become successful as well?
1: Uh, Sure. So, again, that's probably a harder question to answer, even harder because Mm -hmm. it depends how you um, define your success. And Mm -hmm. people will have an even broader definition of um, uh, what success means to them, right? Mm -hmm. But um, one thing I realized. with people with myself included and other people I saw that were able to kind of be achieving what they think is successful Mm -hmm. is that they were always really curious about, Mm -hmm. about everything. Right. So, um, I have a lot of people text me and they're asking like, um, Oh, how can they kind of do what I do or learn about more about digital marketing or Mm -hmm. learn how to move away from like, um, yeah that nine to five career kind of job, but they don't really have that much curiosity in terms of how they're going to um, they're not searching for those answers Of course it, it helps it they it start off by asking me. but in my case, I was all, from a younger age, I was actually like always googling things right yeah. so like i got I got um interested in like I saw startups and I got interested in like how I can develop my own business and stuff like that. When I was like 14, 15, I was listening to podcasts, Googling everything, literally Googling all the time. Like, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? And that kind of curiosity will like, um, that. if you have that curiosity, you're going to naturally, I think you're going to naturally be successful because you're always going to be searching for the answers to mm. for doing whatever. Um, this is one guy I speak to a lot. He's in California and he's always saying that he wants to, uh, move away from his nine to five job and um, literally just do work online right and then he 's always acting like he 's going to do it, but then whenever he we have a catch up he hasn 't gone ahead and really researched anything and that 's because I think deep down he 's not curious about it he doesn 't want to um, he doesn 't want to learn about that stuff he's just he just sees a life where you don 't have to um, you know be in an office' nine to five or whatever. And gets excited by that fact, but he doesn't have the curiosity to go ahead and, you know, kind of find out how to do that. Um, So I think when you're curious about something that helps you become um, successful. But again, there's so many different ways of defining success. Um, Yeah.
0: That's a pretty unique answer. So it's uh, the kind of curiosity that's compelling enough for you to seek learning.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it's just, it just comes down to the fact that it, if, you, like, if you go to school and you don't enjoy the lesson, you don't want to learn about that particular subject, right? You're mm-hmm. going to have a much harder time learning about it because you're not interested. But if you're really interested, let's say, I don't know, history, right? You're going to go home. You're going to search about things. You're going to find new books and you're going to, like I don't know, kind of become an expert on it, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if you don't have that, and I don't know if curiosity is purely natural. Yeah. Um, I, people have curiosity about, about different things, right? So mm. I think everyone has curiosity, but it's like, yeah. I'm not sure if you can learn to be curious about something, if you know um. what I mean. Um, it's just that's just a thing I've seen. I've seen people that will go ahead and, um, you know, they can easily learn things themselves because. Yeah. I don't want to keep repeating the word curiosity, but yeah, they're curious. Um, and then other people they're just like stuck because they're not they don't have that they don't have that natural need to like want to go and learn about it. So yeah. Uh,
0: I think passion is one thing that will spark curiosity. If you're passionate about something, you will naturally want to learn more about it. Yeah. 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 Um like, let me just ask you, because I, when I was introducing you earlier, I was describing you as a growth marketing expert. What does that mean, being a growth marketing expert?
1: Sure. So, um, yeah, when I was younger, I started off by making websites for people when I was like uh, 13, 14, 15 mm-hmm. um, uh, businesses. And then uh, I realized that a website's pretty pointless if it's not getting any traffic to it. So, um, I just decided to learn how to market websites and, um, go more into that. And, um, so yeah, that, then it kind of developed over time and I became like, uh, really interested in digital marketing and I work with a ton of different companies over the years. And basically what we do is uh, full stack marketing. So full stack digital marketing. So any, pretty much any part of the digital marketing stack we implement for businesses. Yeah. So, um, for example, maybe it's an e-commerce company, they need, they need a new website, they need some email marketing, mm. they need some advertising and then maybe they need some like customer retention strategies and stuff like that. So we, that's what we, uh, implement for them. Um, but I've become mainly known for my paid advertising expertise, uh-huh. a lot of uh, Facebook and Instagram advertising, Google advertising, and pretty much every paid platform we work with um, to advertise companies and products and people and get more traffic and sales and customers to them. So, yeah. Ah,
0: I see. Hold back. Did you say you were doing websites as early as 14 to 15 years old?
1: Yeah. Um, wow. Again, this curiosity thing. Like I, yeah. I Googled one day how to make a website, I think and then I made a website for myself just with my name and it had like a fire, like animated (laughs) fire coming off my name. So remember that. Uh, And then I like showed my teacher in class and then he was like, oh, that's cool. And then um, uh, I don't know, word got out to some people and parents, parents of my friends and stuff that had businesses. And then and then I realized, oh, God, these people can pay me and I can do this yeah. for them, maybe with a bit less fire. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> So that's kind of how I started. I
0: see. So you do the whole um, spectrum of marketing, but you specialize in paid advertising.
1: Yeah, so whole mm-hmm. spectrum of digital marketing. We don't do much with, like, uh, TV and billboards and stuff like that. So, yeah, the digital side and then uh, yeah specialize in paid usually companies come to us to um, improve or create their paid strategy and then Mm -hmm. along with that we might be like okay well you need better landing pages you need better product videos you know we we don't want to just like do the one thing if the rest is not working we want to be able to implement everything for them so it's going to be most effective Um, yeah
0: i see and you mentioned that um, having the, your finances in place allows you to travel and live the digital nomad lifestyle. Um, do you have any advice for someone who wants to live the digital nomad lifestyle?
1: Um, yeah, actually, one really important piece of advice mm-hmm. is let's say you have a job already mm-hmm. and you want to like, start doing like becoming digital nomad. Yeah. Um, maybe you want to do that by, um, you know, making money online, whatever. Um, uh, like, Well, one option is, right, to, become, to have a remote job, right? Uh-huh. Um, that's pretty straightforward. You get hired by a company that allows you to work from wherever you want, right? That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, but if you want to, like, go it your own way and be making money, like, kind of more yourself, then I have a really important piece of advice, which is like to keep your job to start with. I think that's mm. super important. I don't think I, I've seen this a lot in the past. People like way too much in the past. People are like, sure. okay, this, this is what I want to do. Yeah. They quit their job. And then they're just like, I don't know, sitting at home all day thinking, okay, right. Let, let's do it. Let, let's do it. And then every day, right. They're not making money yet and they don't have their job. So they're not making money from that. So my advice is like, keep your job if you have a job and mm. um, first of all be saving up and also second of all be um, uh, learning something on the side, right? Most jobs mm. allow you some time, you know, they'll, you still have time in the day to learn something on the side for a couple hours. So whether you're learning or starting a small business or whatever it is, um, just be doing that on the side. Unless you've got a load of money saved up already, then maybe you have a long time. You can be basically unemployed whilst you're, you know, improving your skills or whatever. Um, so I think that's, like, important to start with. I was, like, helping this guy. He wanted to start, like, a drop shipping business. Huh? And um, he – so I was helping him with that because I got experience with that. Just literally just giving him some free advice. And it um, turns out you only had about $150 um, to invest. And what I didn't realize as well is, like, that was, like – all the money he had saved up as well. This was a young guy. He was still living with his parents, but he was like, you know, essentially unemployed. Right. So, Mm. you know, that's not really enough money to start um, a business like that. And then Mm. when you're down to zero with that amount of money, then what are you going to do from there if you haven't started making money already? Right. You need to go out and get a job. So like, I think you need to have like, be a bit more secure before you go into starting something like this. And then, um, uh, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. So, on the, on the more the traveling side, the nomad side, yeah. um, I think it's important that you, first of all, what's super important is that you're able to, you probably need internet, right? If you're traveling and working, you probably need internet. So, you need to be able to plan how and where you're going to find that. Mm. I, as I said uh, before this call started, I'm on a rooftop because my mm-hmm. wifi currently doesn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. in the Philippines, Wi-Fi is not the best, um, mm-hmm. not the most reliable. So, you know, I'm prepared cause I got a 4g SIM. So I've got internet here. Um, so you need to like be prepared in that, in, in that sense, you can't just go to a hotel and expect everything to work. Maybe you got an important call to do. You need to be mm-hmm. planned to be able to do that whilst traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and also as well as that, you need to kind of like plan your time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you don't want to start traveling and then you spend more time traveling than working on your business because then, um, you know, maybe it's going to come to a point where your funds are getting low. You haven't developed your business enough. And then, you know, you can't continue with the traveling, for example. So it's important to like, um, make sure you have enough time to do more, do enough on the work side to be able to continue with like the nomad side of things. Um, yeah. Oh, and another tip I have. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of people are still under the impression that you should, like, have the place that you rent or you own and then you do your travel as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's more the traditional way, right? You have your own place and then you travel when you can, right? But, like, with me, I don't have any place I rent or own. I'm just constantly Mm -hmm. living in hotels or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Even though it might seem like it's expensive to keep moving between hotel and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, got, of course it depends what country you're in as well. But you're not if you're not paying rent or anything like that. That's that's a lot of money, right? That then mm-hmm. you can go forward to travel. Again, it's harder for people to do. I don't have too too many like uh, possessions, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. All the
1: stuff I own is either with me right now at my parents' home back in the UK, or a little bit in my girlfriend's home in. Manila, yeah. but you know, that's that's another like thing that allows you to be a bit more free and have a bit more money when you're Especially when you're starting out because yeah, you don't you don't have like those commitments to to pay back you don't have anywhere to um You don't have anywhere to like go back to that sounds a bit sad, right? But uh anyway, yeah because uh, because a lot of people like uh for example the amount of money my, some of my friends are paying Renting in different cities, all of that money could fund like all of their living expenses Traveling in different hotels in Southeast Asia, for example, right? So when they say so, of course, maybe they have a job So that's why they're in that specific place But, you know, if they wanted to go like a digital nomad um, Lifestyle, it wouldn't be too hard to, you know Stop paying that rent or whatever and then transfer that to your uh, Hotel and living expenses somewhere else. So, yeah
0: I see. So, let me try to sum that up. (laughs) Uh, Let me try. Let's try. On the digital side, you mentioned having your finances in place. Right? Yeah. On the nomad side, you mentioned having enough time, enough time to work to finance the nomad lifestyle. And then, uh, lastly, you mentioned um, something about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me. How do I sum that up? Um, well, being free. Oh, I, I got good, being free I got from,
1: from possession. Say,
0: or so that you. Well, that,
1: that, are not... yeah, that's another point. But uh, one thing you could say is like, um, if you like, do the you know. Just like becoming a full time traveler. Yeah. Can actually be um, you know become becoming a full time traveler, not always having to you know, traveling for like uh three weeks and then flying back to the yeah. to the place that you come from or like, you know, the place you're renting. Uh those flights and that um rent could be put forward to just full-time travel, yeah. for example. Yeah. And it seems like a small point, but when you look at it with digital nomads that are starting out, it actually makes a significant difference, especially when you take into account some of the difference in living expenses country to country. So, uh,
0: Yes.
1: So, yeah.
0: A few people I've interviewed actually mentioned um, stuff about that as well. So I think it's an important consideration. Yeah. Um, Well, being a digital nomad, um it's it's allowed you to travel a lot. So this may be a difficult question for you because you might have a lot of favorite travel stories. But what's your most favorite?
1: Um yeah, I got a lot of weird travel stories. <sighs> like uh the time I got uh I'm not sure if I should say this one, but I'm gonna say it anyway. India is an amazing place. Yeah. I love India. I'm going to go back soon. But I had one bad experience where I got in a taxi. There was a scam and I, I realized it was a scam after I'd got in because the, um, the police, I, I saw the taxi driver slip mm-hmm. some money to the police officer mm-hmm. or the security guard, whoever he was, mm-hmm. standing outside the airport. And what he was doing was like tipping the police officer for, for the police officer recommending me to get in that taxi, which wasn't a real yeah. taxi. Anyway, this guy demanded a lot lot of money off me and uh, um, yeah, threatened me a lot and then left me in a field and it was like three or four in the morning. But anyway, I have, um, yeah, so I got a lot of weird stories like that, but I have a really awesome story,
0: which Uh is actually
1: like how I met my girlfriend. And Uh like, I like this story because um, it, 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 one thing that I really like to talk about is that when if you take loads of opportunities, when they come up, then that can lead to so many unexpected things happening. Right. Mm. A lot of, um, a lot of, I don't know, clients I got in the past, they came from like random conversations, even Mm. me, like asking a guy on Instagram, like what, um, what, what place the picture was from ended Mm. up with him being my client. And I wasn't even trying to, um, uh, I wasn't even trying to do that. Right. So, I think the more things you do, the more opportunities you take leads to, um, you know, loads of potential awesome things, right? So this, uh, this example, I'm trying to think when it started. Um, so in 2013, I was, I decided I want to just like, um, this is kind of when I started traveling more. I decided I want to work in China. Uh, sounds a bit random and come to think of it, it's pretty random, but that's what I decided. So I didn't enter. 16 i think it was
0: how could you backtrack like decided uh, I wanted... 30 seconds <laughs> lost you for like 30 did you lose seconds. me
1: okay So yeah so, okay, china.
0: 13, yeah, so
1: um i decided i wanted to work in china um in 2013 and then so i got an internship there and i loved it and then end of 2016 i decided to i wanted to do it again right so mm-hmm. uh I worked in another city for a month. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the end of that, I thought, well, why not visit Macau and Hong Kong on the way home? So I Mm -hmm. did that. Went to Hong Kong. One night, we went out. Um, I really needed the toilet. We were walking in um, Mm -hmm. LKF, which is like the party place in Hong Kong. I really needed Mm -hmm. to go to the toilet. So we were like rushing around trying to find a place that would let us go to the toilet. Finally found Mm -hmm. a bar. We went there. We came out. And we were like, oh, this is weird. Like, everyone here is a guy. There's no, uh, there's no girls here. That's weird. And mm-hmm. then this one guy approached me. By the way, it was a gay bar. That's why it was all uh-huh. guys there. One guy approached me. And he was like, hey, I love your hair. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then he said, can I have your modeling card? And I was like, what, what do you mean, modeling card? He was like, the card the models have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not a model. What the hell? And he was like, oh, you should be a model with that hair. So he was a Filipino, a Filipino guy. And he gave me his details. I think he added me on Facebook. And then basically he wanted me to do some modeling in the Philippines. Yeah. So then a few months later, I was going to Bangkok to DJ. Because uh, I was doing a lot of DJing then. So I thought, oh, after that, I'll go to Manila. Um, went to Manila. And, uh, you know, I had a meeting with, like, the modeling guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was here in... Um, uh, I was in the Philippines on Holy Week where nothing happens. So mm-hmm. uh, nothing happened then. Anyway, I met my girlfriend on um, uh, Tinder dating app. Other apps are available, I think. And mm-hmm. then uh, we hit it off from there and that's how I met her. But anyway, the reason I love that story is because it's like, I just took loads of random opportunities, right? Yeah. And... um it was so random how it happened and if any one of those steps in that process didn't happen it's super unlikely first of all that i would have come to philippines for example and second of all that i would have uh, met my girlfriend so um wow. yeah i like really like advising people if they hear of opportunities if random things pop up they go for it or at least like try and learn more about it and see what's like a good option to go ahead with so yeah
0: yeah That's a pretty good story. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, I'm in the business of um, helping people achieve their dreams in my own way. So the next question is related to that. Um, What should someone do to make his or her dreams come true, in your opinion?
1: Yeah. That's really hard. I think it goes back to the first uh, thing I said, which was that like, you need to like kind of define, I guess what your actual dreams are. Right. And that's kind of, I think it's really hard when you really think about it because, um, a lot of people I've spoken to, uh, on the digital nomad side of things, they had a completely different idea of what they wanted when they started with their online business and their traveling and everything and over time probably through taking different opportunities and stuff they realize that um what they actually want is um pretty different so i don't think i can answer this question well whatsoever i'm sure you can answer it much better than me but i think it's really important to just like actually figure out what you want because when you're younger i think everyone not everyone a lot of people is like oh i just want to have an awesome family, loads of cars, big house, loads of money. I can travel whenever I want, that kind of thing. But mm. I think in reality, a lot of people, if they were put in that situation, that wouldn't exactly be what they wanted. So, yeah. figuring out that first step is like uh, important.
0: So figuring it out and figuring it out again if you change your mind along the way.
1: Yeah, like keep thinking about what what you want. So. I seem to be really like, focused on how I wanted to visit every country in the world mm-hmm. uh, quite recently, and I think mm-hmm. I still want to do that eventually. But then mm-hmm. um, recently, I just realized it's like kind of fun to even to do all the small things. Like I'm a, in a random city in the Philippines, yeah. basically there's no tourists here, and yeah. in the past, I used to get stressed about like, "Oh, we're not doing any cool activity today." Yeah. Like that's bad. I'm wasting my time here. But I'm probably going to have just as much fun, I don't know, walking down the street and like seeing some random shops. It's a really weird example, but like, uh, I didn't realize that that would still like make me happy. And that's like, cool, but I really enjoy that still. So, um, yeah, I like redefining all the time, like how I, what makes me happy, what, like how I'm happy with living my life kind of thing. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, sorry to keep going on, but, um, just being happy about the position you're in is important because if you keep thinking ahead of what you want to get to, of course it's good to have dreams and goals, but if you're constantly thinking ahead, I don't think you get the opportunity to like enjoy what you actually have um, or what stage you're at. Anyway, you should enjoy like the whole process of, um, of getting there or getting somewhere or just being somewhere. So Yeah. um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good advice. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Um, the next question is a pretty big one. <laughs> it sounds big anyway. <laughs> what is your vision for the future?
1: Yeah. Well, as my friends will tell you, uh-huh. they kind of hate me because uh-huh. I'm not so good at planning things. Uh-huh. I'm good at planning. It's just I don't like to plan certain things. Uh-huh. So like, uh, after Saturday night, I have no idea what we're going to do. Like literally no idea. Um, I don't know where we're going to stay. I don't know even if we're going to be on this part, of the, in this part of the Philippines. I'm not quite sure. Right. And I, I kind of like that. So yeah, the, my answers will probably be quite broad in terms of the future, but I probably can answer it in different ways. So like on the business side of things, um, I realize there's a lot of, um, What I've realized with the work I do is that everything is quite niche specific. So let's say I'm doing digital marketing for a hotel. That's very different to digital marketing for real estate or digital marketing for uh, an e-commerce fashion brand or whatever, right? And there's a lot of information out there on things like how to run paid advertising, how to set up your email marketing, how to build a website, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is quite generalized, and I understand the reason for that. But I don't think it helps people that much if you're, like, a business owner or if you specialize in one particular niche. It doesn't help people that much because um, they want to know exactly what's best for their type of business, right? Yeah. So what I want to be able to do is through a multitude of different ways, so, like, free information, courses, potentially books, potentially software, all that kind of stuff over the next I'm talking five, 10 years is create more niche focused information so that people, you know, so if I have a hair salon, I can pick up this information, follow it through. And I know that I'm doing the best I should, should be doing or pretty near enough to, um, to do marketing for that, um, digitally, because there's so many businesses that are missing out on opportunities. Uh, for marketing just because they don't even, they don't even know that they should be doing something for example. Um, So that's what I want to do business wise. Um, And then yeah, personal wise, I think just keep traveling with my girlfriend, seeing new places. Um, I love meeting new people. Sometimes I get angry because things are different in different countries. I think that's pretty normal. makes me angry and I got to realize that it's just all part of the experience. (laughs) Um, Um, uh, But yeah, that's what that's really my passion. Seeing new places, seeing new people and stuff. So um, I think continue with that, really.
0: All right, thank you, Tom. Uh, Where can people find you online? Uh,
1: So they can, they want to talk to me. The best place is probably Instagram. So my handle is at Tom James DJ. And then, uh, yeah, if they want to read more about me and how I help businesses, they can go to my website, which is, which is just my name. So T-O-M-J-A-M dot E-S. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they can go there. And uh, feel free to message me anytime. And I'll get back to you, whether you're a business or a person that wants advice or whatever, yeah.
0: All right, um, let's invite them to Freedom Summit Global.
1: Yes, please come. I'm gonna be speaking in uh, uh, Manila, Kuala Lumpur, Chiang Mai, Bali, and Singapore. So if anyone's there or near or wants to fly there, then uh, please come by, it's gonna be awesome. I can't believe how many speakers we have for these events. Yeah. Um, so for sure, you're gonna learn something, yeah?
0: Yes, it's going to be um, Uh, And on a final note, let's invite them to like uh, Freedom Summit Global and Freedom Summit on Facebook. And that is the interview.
1: Yay! Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Tom.
1: No worries.